Hello there. Welcome to Breadwinning Moms. I'm your host, Chloe Taylor-Brown. My mission is to inspire independent women everywhere and to encourage breadwinning moms. If you're curious, ambitious, and have your own identity, or if you're wanting to develop your own authentic identity and brand, personally and professionally, then I say let's rock and roll because this show is for you. Hello there. This is Chloe, and I'm very excited to be with you today. This is really a different type of a show that we're experiencing today. It is an interview, the model interview with Kristen Thompson. We're connecting today, and I want you to relax and have a wonderful time and experience. I want you to call in if you like. You can call 347 884-9229 to connect with us. Let me tell you just a little bit uh, about what's going over on over here at Breadwinning Moms with Chloe. I am your host, Chloe Taylor-Brown, and we're doing some very, very exciting things with our blog. This podcast is really blowing up. We're getting lots of excitement and interest from women and girls all over the world to be part of the show to blog with us and for us. So it's really an exciting time. I want you to go to breadwinningmomswithchloe.com to check out what we're talking about and what we're doing at breadwinningmoms.com. Also, I want you to check out our Breadwinning Moms event that's coming up on May 2nd, it's really not Brett Wayne Mom's event, it's an event for Little Blue Box, and Little Blue Box is an event for women that are really experiencing what they want in their lives. They're actually going out creating it, and the Little Blue Box event is more like a celebration. So thank you so very much for, for sticking with us and being with us today. I want to get right into our conversation uh, with Christian Thompson. Christian is a dynamic 23-year-old broadcast broadcast journalism major, and she is also in school. She's at uh, Day College in Florida International University, and she plans to pursue her dreams in radio and television with an ultimate goal of hosting her own music-focused television show. And she's preparing now for a web TV show. I want to bring Christian on. I want all of you to help me to welcome her. Hello, Christian. How are you today? I'm great this morning. It's a pleasure to be speaking with you. Thank you so much. This is an opportunity for me also because the tables are turned. I'm not interviewing you. You're going to be interviewing me. And you asked to interview me about my experience of being an international model. So I'm going to say this is your show. Go ahead and take over. (laughs) Well, I'm glad because since the tables are turned, I feel like your fans will have an opportunity to get to know things about you that they maybe didn't know before. Now, they know that you're a model, and they know as well that you go around inspiring plenty of young women and women across the world. So I was wondering, where did you find your inspiration as a young woman? Well, I think that um, I grew up in a family with some really inspiring women. 
um, starting with my great-grandmother, Freddie. She was the matriarch of our family. She was really a very strong boss lady type of woman. Um, and she was always very encouraging, not in an overly overt way, but in kind of a subtle way. So I was inspired by her. I was inspired um, by um, my mother was inspiring, but I think that the very moment that I started to think about myself independent of her, uh, she was taken from me in a car accident, and I was 13. So it, it was really her cousins and my aunt who really inspired me to be all I could be. And then they said, you know, told me that w- what was great about my person, my body. Uh, because I was extremely tall, and they talked about being a model. And I didn't know what being a model was at the time. But by the time I turned 15, I did know what a model was, and I started to really see myself in that. So I held on to that ideal and that idea of being a model. And sure enough, I had the potential, and I worked toward that, and it happened. That's amazing. So really, they gave you the idea to become a model, and instead of, being down about your height, you used it to become a great model. And so did you ever deal with bullying about your height or your appearance at a young age? Oh, absolutely. I was so very thin and tall, and that was just strange and different. So people teased me all the time. However, I I believe that because at such a young age, I wanted to... The um, I had that ideal, and I knew what the qualifications were and what I was going to, how I was growing. I said, this would be perfect for me, and I always loved fashion. My grandmother taught me how to sew at a very young age, and I think I was about 15 when I had my first um, sewing class. It was called Home Economics, and I really excelled in that class, and I loved touching fabrics and feeling the textures and cutting it. So it was just kind of, I think it was all in God's plan for me, Christian. It must have been because that's really dynamic to have that opportunity and talent to be able to sew. Did you ever think of becoming a stylist or a designer? Well, I thought I would be, I thought that would be something that I could be a designer. And I love the fabrics. And I, when I, I did go to Mississippi State University, which I grew up in Mississippi, and I majored in fashion. And so I thought that if the modeling didn't work, I would be a designer. Uh, but I didn't, once modeling took off, I never went back to my sewing machine. <laughs> gave it up. I gave it up a little well, bit, I think. At least you had a plan B. <laughs> At least you had I think the hardest part about anything is the beginning is starting something, and to become a model is not easy at all. How did your modeling career begin? Well, I, I, as I said, I majored in fashion. Now, that, uh, that alone does not get me to be a model because it really doesn't have anything to do with one, just two different areas in the fashion industry. But in my mind, I thought it would, and because I believed it would, I just held on to that. So um, I was on my fashion board on my college, and we got to travel. To, uh, we went to New York, to Atlanta, to Dallas, and we were doing fashion shows all around the community where our school was. 
And um, so I just had a bigger vision. I was going to go to New York, uh, but I ended up starting my career in San Francisco. And the reason why is because my husband, who was my boyfriend, who became my fiancé, was drafted by the Golden State Warriors to play basketball. And so I went out there to visit. And then I realized I could actually start my career in San Francisco, so that's what I did. How did you go to, like, a casting call, or how did it all work out? It's so strange because, um, well, my sister-in-law got the phone book, and she just went through the yellow pages and found people don't even use the yellow pages anymore. don't even know what that is. I bet you don't know what that is. <laughs> I, I do. I do. That was back in the old days. I was probably like 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, she just got all the modeling agents, the agency's numbers, and we called them, and they had dates for open casting. And I went to a few of them, and the very first agent that accepted me, I was so excited. And then I got my, uh, started doing photo testings and then I started getting maybe a couple little jobs. And then before you know it, I was uh, invited to join one of the biggest agents in San Francisco. And um, an agent from Milan came to visit. And as a result of that, I was selected to go work in Milan. And that's, that's how my career started. And from Milan, I went to Paris, and from Paris, I went to New York, and and um, so there's a kind of a circuit for Fashion Week. It's, it used to start, I think, in Milan, but now it starts in New York. I think it goes to London, then Milan, and Paris. So there's a whole kind of a circuit that you go on for Fashion Week. So that's what we were doing, and and girls still do that. Yeah, we just ended Fashion Week. Well, it was a couple of weeks ago, I think. Yes, Fashion Week was in New York a couple of weeks ago, and last week it's, it was in Milan. Uh, I think there was also Fashion Week. We passed the London Fashion Week. I can't keep up with it now, but I believe that the next one coming up probably this week is going to be in Paris. And I believe they actually started one in D.C. as well, so getting bigger. It, oh, in D.C.? Yep, I have a friend that actually models. Oh, cool. That's wonderful. The more fashion weeks, the more work for models, designers, makeup artists, stylists, everyone in the whole industry. So that's wonderful. Amazing. So you got to travel the world, you know, and you work for the most famous designers. And how did traveling the world, what did you take from that, from your modeling career and traveling the world? Well, I wouldn't say traveling the world, but I did get a great share, my share of traveling. Um, but it was just really enlightening. The very first time I went to Milan, uh, I was terrified, but not so that I was going to back out of it. Uh, but I got there, and I think that after my first month of being there, the very first time I went, I stayed for two months. And I think after the very first month I was there, I realized that I could do pretty much anything I set my mind to because if I could go there with only maybe five words, uh, vocabulary of five words of Italian and then start to pick up the language and to the lifestyle and to embrace the culture, I was very proud of myself as a young 20-something. And uh, when I got back to, I flew back into New York 
and that was kind of like a big awakening itself, just going, being in New York for another two months. And after I got back home from the, being away for four months, I realized that I was really, yeah, I was really going to make it. I was going to do some great things and not just in modeling as well because that just opened up the, my eyes to the possibilities and what I could become, what I could contribute, what I could make, and my, the whole world was open to me. And I, I want young women and girls to to have those types of experiences to know that we can travel, we can create, we can contribute, and we can have we can use our power because if we have power, but if we don't use it, we certainly will use uh, lose it. I definitely agree with you there, especially at a young age. It's so hard for many young women, I feel, to have an open mind towards traveling. I think, you know, some girls are scared or they don't feel like they have the ability to do so. So it's amazing that you're able to show these girls and women that they do have the power to take things into their own hands and learn and travel and create. And Absolutely. Um, I think it's amazing that you do so. Uh, I just wonder where, why did you feel like that was your duty to show these women and girls what's beautiful about them? That's a really interesting question, and I never thought of it being my duty, but I think that um, responsibility and duty probably go hand in hand. I have felt that it's my responsibility to be um, a role model, not perfect, but a role model for young women and girls. As I said earlier, my mother died in a car accident when I was 13, and I'm one of eight children, and I had three little sisters that I had to be responsible for with my grandmother. So it was something that came, I believe, pretty natural for me to be an encourager. So my responsibility was to encourage young women and girls to dig within themselves, to be authentic, to know that there is something so amazing and alluring that's within you and that you can tap into it, you can create a magnificent, a phenomenal life for yourself by drawing out of your own essence. So uh, I guess that's my duty, as you say, and my responsibility to share yeah, maybe, what I what I know about body image and self-esteem and how to make that bigger for girls. Yeah, maybe like a calling or something, you know? Yeah, that's, um, that's what I would like to say, a calling. It's a calling. I think that it's great that you're able to work with these girls that way and show them the importance of beauty on the inside more so. But with modeling, you know, it's surrounded by, you know, the importance of beauty and how important it is to look a certain way. So did your modeling career affect your thoughts on the importance of beauty, physical beauty? I think I have been very, very blessed to have always known that modeling in that whole arena is an illusion. Fashion is an illusion. It's not real. Now, we can wear our clothes and we gotta, we want to look good and want to look great. But when it comes to the magazines and with the, um, the photoshopping and all the clothing that we're walking down the runway wearing, we're putting on all those different things because we want to show it. We don't normally wear all that together at one time. So when a woman or a young woman or girl understands her authenticity, 
she has a good idea of her body shape and type and embrace that, we know that we are all beautiful. We have our all our, our identities and we can understand that this has been created just for you. You are unique. That's what authenticity means. And it's genuine. It's bona fide. So if we can embrace that and use that, it becomes very, very powerful. Have you ever been in the presence of a girl or a guy who a lot of people didn't think they were the most attractive, but you were around them and their personality was so dynamic and they just always had a smile and they didn't care if they were a little bit overweight or short. It didn't even matter what other people said. It's because of how they felt about themselves. And then they just became so beautiful to you. Have you ever been around anyone like that? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. I've met a lot of people like that. Yeah, that's what that's being authentic and loving themselves. So that's my responsibility is to draw that out of the young women and girls that I work with and to get them to see that and to embrace that. And once they do, oh, my goodness, there's nothing that they can't become or contribute. So I've always known that I, being a model was something that I did, and it's not me, but it's something that right. I have the quality to do so I can separate that and I can be a part of it and but at the same time not think that that is me 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 it's it's part of what I do right so you teach them that they don't have to be they do they can do something but they don't have to be something and I think that that's a great concept for especially young girls because I think that they don't have a many good role models these days and so I wonder when writing and creating the curriculum for Girls Lab what did you feel were the most important concepts to reach your younger audience well it had to be something that was fun and where it would draw out of them, where it's not preachy. Girl Swag is a global curriculum for personal development and lifestyle enhancement. It truly is transformative. It blows my mind. When I see the work that it that this curriculum is able to draw out of young women and girls, it blows my mind every time. And God gave it to me. It, I wrote it. But it still blows my mind that what it the greatness that it educes and draws out of young women and girls. So that book is created from the foundation of who I am and what I love, and coupled with the processes that I have used with professional and corporate women. So I wrote it to be fun and interactive. You don't just sit there when you're doing girl swag. It's best used in a small group of girls so they can interact and communicate and connect with each other and to draw out from each other. So in writing that, I want it to be something that uh, that is going to help girls to value themselves, that is going to open up their ability to visualize and to perceive who they are and also to teach them how to trust their gut, um, to teach them how to communicate what they're thinking and feeling and what they want. 
to make the make decisions correctly at a high level and to visualize about what it is they want and to not hold back. So that the Girl Swag curriculum is made up of twelve chapters and those twelve chapters follow my personal excellence profile, which is the PEP, an assessment tool that I use with adults and professionals to draw out their best. So with Girl Swag, it truly, truly is a way for women and girls around the world to transform and elevate themselves. I can't say enough about it. I love Girl Swag. I really do. I can tell. I can see your passion with it, but I feel like with a lack of passion, it wouldn't be as great as it came out to be. And I think that the concepts you included in there are very dynamic, especially in the fact that Girl Swag is better used with a group of girls because I think nowadays girls have issues with other girls, and I think girls need to learn to not only empower themselves but each other. Absolutely. You see on reality TV, you see the mess that the you know women make, and they're not empowering each other, and that's very important, very important, not just to do it for themselves but for each other. So I think that's absolutely amazing. That's what I've found most inspiring about Girl Swag because I know girls even my age at 23, they don't know how to empower one another or to be supportive to one another. So I think that is just absolutely amazing. And you started the movement. And I wonder, you know, what impact would you like to see with the work you've done with all of the young women and girls? I want girls to understand that they are not their bodies, first of all. Your body is a tool to help you to, to... Go where you want to go. Your body is a house for you, and it's a tool to help you to take what you're feeling and thinking in the inside to make it real. So body image is really vital, and the body image is that little picture that we have in our mind's eye about how we see ourselves. And I'll tell you, Christian, most times that the way that young women and girls see themselves is just not necessarily true or accurate. We have distorted perception when it comes to looking at ourselves and seeing our greatness and our excellence because we're measuring ourselves by an illusion that what we see on reality TV and in magazines, that's Mm -hmm. an illusion. So we can embrace our bodies and our body types and our shape first and foremost and love it, and then embrace our ideas and our ideal for our life and our goals and to be bold about them. When you understand who you are, what you're made of, and what you can make and create and contribute to the world, to yourself, to your family and friends, your whole life will change. And so that's what Girl Swag does It draws out all of that. As I said, it's not preachy. It asks questions and girls answer. And the answers have to be bold and colorful. And when they're reading those answers back, those answers resonate with them. So we create 
our lives, what we want, first of all, we have to know what we want. But when they are reading back what they've written, it resonates with them and it gets them energized and excited. And then they start to see this book is really the answer. It's the answer. So I want everyone to go out and get copies of Girl Swag. If you have a girls' organization, and the great thing about it, Christian, is that it's for girls' middle school. I wrote it for girls' middle school through college, but I now have young women who are in their 30s who are using the Girl Swag curriculum because here's the deal. If you never got it when you were in middle school or high school or college, you still need to get it. So if you didn't get it, Girl Swag is for you too. I think the concepts included in there are for any woman of any age, obviously, because it's all about finding what it is about you that is your power, that is your significant power that is for you. And I have a niece. She's, she's what, 18 months old, and I'm going to go ahead and get one for her for when she does hit that age. <laughs> she's ready. <laughs> because I think that's really amazing. And it's so much in this crazy world, um, especially when you're talking about body image. I mean, they see on TV, they see in magazines, and they think that that's what they have to look like or be like or act like. And that is far from the truth. Couldn't be any further from the truth, I believe. So I think what you're doing is absolutely amazing. Was there any time or any point in your career where before you created Girl Swag, before you created your image consulting firm, that something just clicked in your head and you were like, this is what I'm going to do. This is my calling. I'm going to inspire young women and girls to create and to be powerful women that they truly are? Yes, I think, well, I know I was living in Milan at the time, and I was feeling there was something missing within me. Now, you hear there's a woman in Milan. She's living the life of her dream. She's married to her dream husband. She has one child. She's working for Giorgio Armani and Scotta and all the great designers. But then she's thinking, wow, there's something missing. <laughs> and I, could, I had to go into my little quiet space for a few weeks. And I realized that now it was time for me to contribute. And that's when I got the idea. Well, it was probably in me, but it came out and I said it out loud that I wanted to to be able to share what I've learned and that um, I think it was after the collections in Milan and I went and told my agent what I was going to do and they said, darling, you're crazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> they said, you're going to give up. Oh, no, I'm not going to give up, Molly. I'm going to do it all. I was going to do everything. But to tell you the truth, I did come back to America. I was in Atlanta and I started my business before I was 30. And I was going to have business. I was going to continue to travel. I was going to have another child. So this is when reality really hit me. So when I had my second child, I realized that I was going to have to give something up. And sadly, I gave up modeling. I gave up international modeling at the time. 
and because I started this business in America, and I realized it was going to be a great challenge. And um, I think it was premature for me to start the business. I had the idea, and I had the money. I had a lot of money at that time, and but I didn't have the business savvy. So the business lasted for three years, and then I um, sadly closed the business because I didn't know how to make it work. And um, came home, and I was thinking, well, you know, I always wanted to be a mom of four. So that's when I decided I would have my third child. <laughs> oh, God. So, <laughs> and after my third child was 18 months, I was thinking, wow, you know, I need to do something. And I didn't know what to do so I could still be a model. And that's when I started modeling locally in Atlanta, Chicago, um, Miami. Well, not Miami. I went to different places locally. So it shifted for me, and after, you know, a couple of years after that, there was I had a tragedy that my third child, who was my baby, fell in our pool, and he didn't survive that accident. And, of course, after that, I was really depressed and, and really didn't know who I was anymore. So I just stepped away from everything at that time and just kind of was into myself. And um, and uh, when I came out of that, is when I went back to school and I realized that I was going to, to reestablish myself and what I know, knew that God was calling me was to inspire and empower and also have some way to equip young women and girls to go out to create the life of their dreams. And that's kind of how I got back into um, business. And now we're coming full circle again. I've just started modeling again this year, 2015. Oh, that's so exciting. That's so exciting. So pretty much everything did come back around in circle and you got everything started. I'm very impressed with, you know, how you deal with everything and, especially after losing a child, no mother should ever have to bury their child. And you also, at a young age, lost your mother. So, you know, you have dealt with a lot of loss, but also a lot of gain, you know, uh, with creating the concepts and curriculums for Girl Flag and everything. And I think that you are so, so inspiring. Have you ever thought about and making something like Girl Flag for all young people? You mean for boys? Yes, yes. Well, I actually have. Um, I thought, well, well, see, this curriculum is based on the personal excellence profile, and I think that every person, um, teen, adult, not adults, but young, uh, older teenagers, and adults, no matter what age you are, should definitely experience and take the pep. You can go to my website, ChloeTaylorBrown.com, and take the pep. You can also go to BreadWinningMoms.com and take the pep. It's a personal excellence profile that takes the whole person and separates you into 12 vital abilities, and we use these abilities to make our life work. So we know that we could be doing exceptionally well in some things and not so well in others and really horrible in other things, but we can't put our finger on what's the the, the situation or what's the problem. 
when you take the test, it could not even be a problem. It could be just something that you were not aware of, and that's the case in most times. That, and so you can see in living color how you are showing up in life and what you can do to be more dynamic, to make things turn out the way you want them to turn out, to use your abilities at a higher level. So that is for anyone. That's what the pet is. And so Girl Swag is taken from my life experience as in fashion and loving all things girls and combining that. So that can totally be, uh, that could be we could do that for guys and boys as well. I think that would be amazing, especially in recent months and in this last year, all the things that have happened to young men uh, in our society has been crazy, and I think that it has affected young men in a negative way. So I think that that would be amazing for young men to read as well. And you basically made it your mission to make sure that people in general um, women especially realize that they have a power and that they're not just a body. And since embarking on this mission to inspire young women and girls, what has been your most proud and defining moment? Has, was it with a, maybe an individual girl or what, what was that mo- most proud moment you've had? Well, I've had um, many, but I really have. Because transformation does something to you. You can't see transformation not be totally wrapped up in it, you know, just to witness something so spiritual but so natural at the same time. So um, a few years ago, I would say maybe three years ago, I worked with a group of sixth-grade girls for 12 weeks. We met 12 weeks. And we went through one chapter of the Girl Swag curriculum each week. And by the fourth or fifth week, somewhere around the fourth or fifth chapter, you just see the light bulb just to go off in the young women, the young girls. Their body language shift, everything completely shift. And they start to realize how they are in control of their lives by their thinking and the the feelings, they can control their own feelings, and those feelings create actions. So once they got that concept, they were bold and powerful, and I would forget that they're just in the sixth grade because they were so confident. Their body language spoke volumes. And then somewhere around the eighth chapter, when the parents would come pick the kids up, they they were starting to come inside. And the fathers... They cried more than the moms. The fathers would cry <laughs> on my shoulders. <laughs> their daughters, were, they were so impressed. They were so proud to, to watch their daughters transform. So that, to me, is so rewarding. I, could, I don't want to get used to that. I want to be able to feel that each time I see the transformation of a young woman or girl. Uh, from Girl Swag. So when I see that, I feel so wonderful because I know that they've gotten it. And once you get it, you're not going to lose it. And if for some reason you don't use it because you've gotten it and it's ingrained into your fiber, you can always go back 
to remind yourself of who you really are and what you're made of, what you're working with, and how to put it all back together again. And I do this for myself. If I have a situation that's not favorable or if I've been, I don't know, it could be anything, whether you call it depressed or you didn't get the job or or maybe you just you just had a kind of a funky three months or something, you can go back and reassess yourself and get yourself back on track. And that's what I love about the PEP and that's what I love about Girl Swag. That's amazing. I'm, I'm going to have to get this book, man. I'm telling you, me. My aunt, my niece, my sister, everybody's going to have to get this. I think that what you're doing is absolutely amazing, Chloe, and you've been so successful in in more than one just aspect, and I think that the work you've done is going to help other girls be able to accomplish the same things you have, and it's going to help them know that anything is possible. They can do anything that they put their mind to. And the outside doesn't matter nearly as much as the inside. And do you have anything in the works maybe coming up that will be just as powerful as Girl Swag? So, yes. Um, The very first book that I wrote, I've published, written and published three books, and they are all extraordinary. And Girl Swag is my favorite. It's the third book that I wrote. And I, the first book, well, actually, Girl Swag is the fourth book that I wrote and the third book that's been published. The very first book that I wrote is a memoir, and the title is Please, God, Just Let Me Laugh Again. And I wrote that about my experience uh, with my sons around my son's death. But it's not just about that. It's truly a love story. And I have been told that it's not just for mothers who've lost a child, even though when I wrote it, I was writing it for myself, and I was thinking that other mothers could find value in it. But um, several people have read it, and two men that I value their opinion have read it, and they both told me that it's for anyone who's lost anyone or anything, they would find themselves in that book. And I'm going to finally release that book in 2015. I feel brave enough and bold enough to be able to let it go because I've been told that it's not about me, even though it's about my story. But the book is not about me. It's for other people. So I can't be selfish. I have to take my own feelings out of it, and just let it go. So that's going to be coming up uh, shortly. And also, I'm very excited. I mean, I never thought I'd say this again. I am very excited to be a model. I'm still very excited about Girl Swag and doing the Girl Swag uh, workshops and retreats. Uh, Different organizations are now using Girl Swag for their curriculum, which that's why I wrote it. So I'm very excited about that. And I'm still traveling around speaking for Girl Swag. So I'm really excited about everything that I'm doing, but mostly about Please God, Just Let Me Laugh Again. I think that'll be very helpful for a lot of people in general that have lost someone. And 
when writing that, how how did that help you sit and move on and accept um, what happened with your son? That's a really good question. Well, years ago, I guess it was maybe a year after Justin died, um, I met one of my girlfriends is a wonderful writer, and she told her agent about me, her literary agent. So he wanted me to write that story, and he asked me how did I get through that, and of course I wasn't through it, and I told him I didn't know. So he tricked me. He says, I think that you need to know how you've gotten through that, so you probably need to write a few pages. So because I didn't know, the pages became about 50 pages. So he was actually tricking me because he was wise enough to know that I wasn't through it and that I needed to write about it. So he took the 50 pages and told me that this is going to be one of your books, and it's going to be your most powerful book. So when I first wrote that, it was the hardest thing I'd ever done. And when I went back to read it, I couldn't read it. It was like, who wrote this? It was very painful. So two years after that, I was brave enough and bold enough to pick it up again and to complete it. And even then, I did, couldn't understand how I was brave enough and bold enough to complete it. And so to answer your question, just recently, after all of these years, just recently, the book that I wrote, the manuscript, has really, really helped me to see how I did it and to move forward. And the way that I did it, Christian, is God never left me. God was always with me, never left me, always encouraging me and drawing out of me, and then getting me to share with other women and girls that was a part of my healing. And for me, the more I spoke about it and the more I shared about it in an authentic way, the better it was for me. And so that's why it's time for me to release the book. I think that's very brave of you. I think that your strength and your faith in God and your positivity throughout it all really helped you to get past it is what it sounds like to me. And I think that that'll be very useful to a lot of people. I, For instance, I lost my best friend when I was 18 years old. I had never lost anyone other than my grandfather, but I was only four years old. So it could even help me because I don't think that I've quite gotten past or been accepting of losing my friends. And I think that's going to be amazing when that launches. I think that's going to do wonders for a lot of people. Well, you know what? I'll do something for you. When I actually, when I'm about to um, publish the book, which is going to be soon, I'm going to send you the the manuscript before it's published, and then you can read that. You can be one of the first people to read it. And then I'm Um, sure that it's going to help you. I would absolutely love and appreciate that so much, Chloe. Thank you for that. I will definitely be appreciative of that. And it probably will help me. If it could help you lose a son and and accept that and overcome that feeling, then it could definitely help me for sure. It's been such a pleasure talking with you. 
I have really enjoyed this opportunity. I feel like I've gotten to know a lot about you and your fan path as well. Some things in perspective to them on how you your mind works and how you do things and how you're <laughs> able to help them and everyone else. Well, thank you so very much. Now, the the um, the host in me is kind of wanting to ask you, how can people get in touch with you and follow up with you and keep up with you as a young journalist? Well, right now I'm in the process of starting a web show where I will be interviewing underground artists, um, musicians, fashion designers, stylists, and a lot of creatives and teams that work together. So if you need to contact me or are interested in anything that I'm working on, my email is ChristianRayThompson at gmail.com. And as a young woman, I think that I can actually maybe help out as well. And I've learned a lot from Chloe in the past few days that I've been looking her up and doing some research. Well, we've got to get you connected with uh, Girl Swag, and we can go around traveling together, and you can write about it, film about it, talk about it, put it on your web show. So I'm looking forward to staying in touch with you, Christian. How can we connect with you on Facebook? On Facebook, my name is Christian Ray, R-A-E Thompson. Christian Ray Thompson. And soon I will also have a YouTube launch that will be youtube.com slash christian ray well that's absolutely fantastic and anytime you'd like to come on breadwinning moms with chloe to share what you're doing we would love to have you thank you so very much for interviewing me today on breadwinningmoms.com this has been a very special show and i would like for all of you to really really share this episode with your friends and your colleagues. Thank you so very much, Kristen. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye for now. Bye-bye.